0: Dear Heavenly Father, um, I pray that you'll give us understanding of this passage and I pray that what I say will be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, as um, as believers, we've received massive benefits but at a, at a massive cost. So we've received peace, hope, love and grace but these benefits or at the price of Jesus' uh, torture and execution on the cross. Um, His body was broken and uh, his blood was spilt so that we could have life. The gospel, the good news, is that God has provided a way of salvation through Jesus and his work on the cross. But is this really true? Uh, Donald Trump has popularised the phrase, fake news, Um, So is this good news of the gospel really fake news? Um, Surely there is no God, uh, or at least not a God who is interested in us. Um, Isn't death the end? Uh, We are gone, or when we die, we are gone. Our bodies decompose, and that is that. There's no afterlife. And how could the torture and execution of a carpenter a tradesman, 2,000 years ago, have any effect on our lives today uh, and on our eternal destiny? The good news sounds to many to be fake news. Why waste your Sunday Um, and listen to guys up the front rambling on week after week after week after week um, about this weird religious stuff? Um, Surely this is... The only life we have. Um, Sundays are prime time, this sort of time of day for fishing. You should be finishing your fishing finishing your fishing about now or finishing your cycling. Um, golf is probably still going. Um, if you're nuts enough to enjoy that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're here this morning meeting uh, to learn more about God. So life isn't about necessarily eat, drink and be merry um, but that's not to say that there's not joy or a lot of joy as believers. But even if the Gospel is true, what are the hidden catches? What's the fine print? As Donald Trump would say, is it really a good deal for Americans? Um, And this Paul guy... Um, Is the way he's explained the gospel dodgy? Um, He seems to be making it so, so complex. And um, is he trying to dazzle his audience with big words? Well, today in Romans 5, um, uh, this has to do with good news. It has to do with the mechanism of salvation and the blessings that we receive as believers. So, what's the mechanism of salvation? Um, how are we saved? Well, the link into chapter five, verses one and two says, "Therefore, since we've been justified by through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand." Now, justif- justification means just as if we'd never sinned. Jesus took the verdict and the judgment for our sin and God looks at us and sees the righteousness of Christ. But to understand salvation, to understand uh, justification, we need to first understand the seriousness of our plight without Jesus and his work on the cross. Why do we need saving? What are we being saved from? Well, sin is disobedience to God and um, not living his way, not giving him the rightful place in our lives. God has wrath at our sin and uh, hates our sin. So in Romans 1 verse 18, the wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godliness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. So sin triggers God's white-hot anger. He hates sin and he is perfectly just. And as a matter of justice, there is a verdict and punishment. all have sinned. Everyone uh, in this church has sinned. Uh, The verdict is guilty and the sentence is death. And this death is eternal separation from God and from all things good. Eternal suffering. Now we, in our natural state, are enemies of God, but God, in His perfect justice—sorry, uh, God, in His perfect justice—is bound to punish sinners in the most severe way. So we can do nothing ourselves to be declared innocent. But from this bleak place, uh, we can see the joyful and triumphant result of what Jesus has achieved believers and this has to do with his work on the cross pouring out his love on us. So Romans 5 verse 9 since we've been justified by his blood how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him. Now there are a mass of truths um, about the gospel in Romans uh, and in the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John but they're all focus on the same core factual events. That's Jesus uh, as God's son coming to earth, living a sinless life, and then purposely and determinedly and courageously uh, going to Jerusalem to meet his death, death on a cross. Jesus allowed himself to be whipped, beaten, mocked, humiliated, and then crucified. He could have stopped that at any time. Uh, It's clear that he could have called down legions of angels and just stopped that process, but he let it happen to his last breath. And this work on the cross um, was motivated by love and um, had the effect of winning salvation. So Jesus was innocent uh, and perfect. As a perfect sacrifice, um, he, the guiltless, took the punishment we, the guilty, deserve for our sins. And those who exercise faith in what he has done, in what he has achieved once and for all on the cross, are saved. Jesus' love is profound. Uh, Jesus went to the cross when we were God's enemies and he did this. Uh, willingly. Now, if my wife or daughters were under threat, uh, if someone was looking to stab them or shoot them uh, in the heat of the moment, I'm confident that I would jump in the in between the, the shooter or the stabber. Um, but I probably wouldn't do that for a stranger. And I definitely wouldn't do it for someone who was hostile to me. But because of his profound love for believers, Jesus took the bullet for believers. uh, And that was when we were his enemies, when we were powerless to help ourselves. Um, Before we had any reason, uh, or before he had any reason to, apart from his love, Uh, he still made a way of salvation by dying on the cross. So Romans 5 from verse 6, you see at just the right time, when we were still powerless, God, uh, sorry, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely would anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this, While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Which brings us to justification by faith, one of the central planks of our faith. So um, Paul seems a bit obsessed about this thing, justification by faith. In chapter 3, verses 21 to 31, there are six references to justification by faith. Um, Last week in chapter 4, we saw that Abraham was justified by faith and the link in today's passage um, at the end of verse 4 reads, um, sorry, is about justification by faith and righteousness credited to us. So chapter 4 verse 25, the words, it was credited to him were written not to him, that's Abraham, alone, but also to us, to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. And this continues in, um, into chapter 5. We've read already uh, verse 1. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Now, what's this weird, spooky thing, justification by faith? Now, we've referred to justification already, but just quickly, justification means just as if I'd never sinned. And to justify means to declare righteous, to make the believer right with God. Justification is God declaring that those who receive Christ are righteous. Are righteous. So we're declared um, righteous at the moment of our salvation. It doesn't make us actually righteous, actually perfect, but it pronounces us as righteous because of Jesus' work on the cross. Now we haven't addressed uh, the issue of faith. That the faith part yet. Uh, Justification and our salvation are activated or triggered by faith. A dictionary definition of faith is a strong or unshakable belief in something especially without proof or evidence. Now for the believer some things cannot be replicated scientifically. You can't prove Christianity with a chemical in one beaker, a chemical in another beaker and pour them together and... See what happens, but there are strong historical facts um, that underpin our beliefs. But there's still an aspect uh, no ifs or buts about um, what we cannot see. So, Rome. Sorry, Hebrews 11:1 reads, "Now faith uh, is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see." Our faith is strengthened as we see God's promises worked out through Scripture. Um, But our faith involves both an acknowledgement of certain facts but also trust in God. Faith in the wrong things does not make you a Christian and the absence of trust uh, in God precludes you being a Christian. The great thing is that um, even faith itself is a gift from God. So pray for faith and understanding and trust. Now, so the work of Christ is that we're saved and delivered, but the caricature of Christians is that they're miserable and the more reformed Christians are, the more miserable they are. Um, those, those, you know, um, furrows in their brow are just deeper and deeper and deeper. But the opposite should be true. Um, we should have an underlying joy. Um, we have a, a joy which um, is there in spite of emotion, in spite of life's circumstances. Now that's not to say that we don't get depressed or, or down and uh, you know, bad things happen to us, but there still should be a, a steady underlying joy. And that's uh, based on the blessings that we do receive—peace, hope, and love. A further dynamic in um, the passage is God's reconciliation with believers, peace with—sorry, uh, paired with peace with God. Now, when relationships are strained, um, attempts are ideally made at reconciliation. This will involve both. Uh, well, one or both parties reaching out and attempting to resolve disputes. Now, in industrial disputes, there's employers and employees, or employees and uh, unions, and um, you know they'll go to a conciliation tribunal to try and sort things or or make some sort of compromise. Um, if there's Tension in a marriage, uh, there will be attempts uh, at reconciliation. Um, sometimes there's tension between parents and children, and you also have reconciliation there. Um, God works reconciliation. Now, man is at enmity with God, we are his enemies. Um, We're therefore under judgment, but God takes the initiative. And provides a way of reconciliation. And this reconciliation with God delivers peace, peace with God as delivered uh, sorry as referred to uh, in Romans 5. It marks the end of hostilities. Um, we're on the same side of God and we're in a relationship that produces joy. So peace with God. Another blessing of being right with God is hope. Uh, In verse 2, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. The hope referred to in these verses is a sure hope rather than a wish. The difference of this type of hope is um, explained in verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. Now we'd put, to, we'd be put to shame, we'd look pretty stupid if our lives were built on a tro- on a lie. Um, but our lives are built on something true: um, God's Son crucified and raised from the dead. Um, and our faith and hope is also evidenced by God's love and the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now, as, as we learn in the children's talk, um, God is not harsh with his adopted children. He gives us good things. What was the good thing that the kids did receive or is it more about the bad things they didn't receive? Fettered bananas or whatever. Um, God gives us good things. And um, he wants to grow our faith and strengthen our hope so that we're more focused on Christ. Now, this hope is not dependent on life circumstances. Um, In fact, as Paul points out, God even uses um, suffering to increase our hope or to refine our hope to help us to be focused more on uh, Christ. So we have hope and joy even when external circumstances are pretty bleak. So we've looked at Romans five verses one to eleven. Is the gospel good news or fake news? Um, the ultimate answer rests uh, on whether Jesus is as the Son of God, came to earth and set his face to Jerusalem. Amen. Give us a hallelujah for that. Um, The ultimate answer rests on whether Jesus, the son of God, came to the earth and set his face to Jerusalem and courageously went to his torture and execution, death on a cross. And in doing so, Christians believe uh, that he's provided a way of salvation, um, that we've been made right through uh, Jesus in his sacrificial death. And just as Jesus was raised in this life, um, those who believe are given life, um, spiritual life, and will enjoy relationship with God for eternity. So we shouldn't be the miserable people. We shouldn't be the people who uh, are glum all the time. I mean, we'll be glum sometimes, but um, not all the time. So those who think Jesus... And the cross and the resurrection are, are lies, will sadly spend eternity separated from God and all things good. So we need saving faith. Saving faith involves understanding uh, of the gospel married to a response of trust and obedience. Um, after a sermon by Matt Payne a few weeks ago, um, Heather asked Carly uh, how she responded to the gospel. Um, Carly said, I love God and I want to obey him. And that, my friends, is a response required by all of us to our great God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, um, give us or strengthen uh, the gift of faith. Um, Help us to certainly be clear about um, what we believe, but we pray very much that we will trust you uh, for salvation and show our gratitude by living to please you. We thank you that these things um, that you've worked, these, um, the salvation has, that you give us has been motivated by your love for us, love even when we were your enemies.